Welcome to the Double Unfiltered podcast. We are your hosts, our Mary, Dr. Nafi, and Anna Faye We are here to engage, educate, and hopefully empower you. Today's episode is titled Girlfriends Who Pray and Practice Gratitude. We thought this would be a great topic to get into, especially because for us Muslims, we're in the month of Ramadan. And both our Mary and I, before our recording, had discussed being part of prayer circles. And we'll also have Dr. Nafi share with us the Ramadan prayer circle that she's a part of. So we want to jump in first by asking, do we know what prayer circles are and how do we practice gratitude? I'll start by answering. For myself, the first prayer circle I've been a part of is just a two-person prayer circle, and that's my best friend and I. She's Muslim, I'm Muslim. She's more religious, I'm more spiritual. But we both see life in the same way. And we're both very grateful. And what we practice every day is first thing we do when we wake up in the morning, we have a group. And the group name is called Billion Dollar Babes. So she'll send me a message in the morning and say, good morning, Billion Dollar Babes. And then she'll pray into my life because we talk so often. She knows what I'm looking forward to, the things that I'm asking for, both short-term and long-term. And then I'll respond by saying, good morning, Billion Dollar Babes. And then I'll also pray into her life. Um, Another prayer circle that I'm a part of, this one is uh, myself. It's also another two-person prayer circle and one of my Christian friends in the Gambia. So I met her when I was working at the U.S. Embassy and we just clicked spiritually and we would do fastings together and we would do prayers and sometimes we would even over the phone pray over each other's lives. We would send voice notes to each other, um, all focused on praying and also being grateful. So I'll pass it on to you, um, our Mary, to share with us what prayer circles do you have and what are your gratitude practices? Um, Yes. So actually uh, got introduced to this prayer circle like back in 2016. And, you know, at first I was like startled by it because I'm like, you mean like girlfriends get together and pray? Um, Because at that time, even though, you know, I consider myself a very religious person, I just, you know, I would pray my daily five times a day. And, you know, when it's time or even I'm hanging out with my friends, you know, we'll get up, we'll pray, and then we'll sit right back doing whatever we're doing. And so when I um, heard about like girlfriends who pray or girl girlfriends pray and so on, I was like, wow, mesmerized by the whole concept that, you know what, they wake up early in the morning and this is like our Fajr, they wake up at that time. And they, you know, do a quick, you know, call. And I'm talking about like these calls could have up to 70 um, plus women on the call and, you know, just spraying and and pouring um, so much, you know, knowledge and and wisdom and so much, um, I think, spiritual cleansing um, into our minds and our spirits before you go into work. And I thought I really was just mesmerized by the, by the whole experience. And that's when it really opened my eyes. And, and this is not even like a Muslim circle. These are all Christian circles. But I would say that um, being around, you know, them, the, the, my Christian circles of, of girlfriends and what it's really done for me, it's, um, brought me closer to my faith in terms of, you know, practicing gratitude, practicing uh, um, being intentional about the things that I want to do, intentional prayers and so on, and then um, focus more on mindfulness. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, I'll forget to stop and, and, and thank, thank God for all the good that's in my life. But I think these type of um, circles really do help to open your knowledge to really count all your blessings when they really say it but really doing it it's another different um, uh, opportunity so I'm a, a part of two circles um, and both of them are my Christian within my Christian um, friends and you know we pray around like whatever it is that you have going on in your life it could be you know death in the family or you're going through a divorce or you're going through you know financial crisis or you're going through things with your children and so on and so forth it's a very open-minded we share um and you get you know you 
pray over you. And it's a very, um, if you've, if you experience it, like I've experienced it, it's another like out of body experience. Um, the first time I actually experienced it, I wept so badly. I couldn't, because I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? You know, everybody's like, Oh my God. And even though they are praying in some sort of way, very different from how we pray, but God is God, right? So you feel that spirit, you feel that deep down in your soul. And it's something that I cannot, I really cannot express unless you've gone through it yourself and what that meant for you at that time. And it might've been because, you know, I was going through a lot and maybe when it, everything was pouring in but to have women like yourself like no judgment none of that and they're all like praying over you it's a very um i don't know out of body experience or it's just a really phenomenal um experience and um that's pretty much what i would share for now and then we'll we'll share dr nafi your turn Thanks, ladies. Um, just listening to what you guys are saying, um, as far as prayer circles, I, I have not been, I haven't been in one per se. I've seen them. I remember when I was in college, um, I, one of my friends, um, she, she's Christian, she took me to her Bible studies. And that was the first time I actually experienced it was, uh, you know, like people were praying for this lady, you know, there was a circle of women and praying for her and like saying all kinds of stuff and like, you know, going in tongues, you know, and, and, and that was my first experience of it, just watching it. But personally, I've never been involved in one. Um, It's interesting that you guys do say that because I have to say growing up in Gambia, um, Culturally, I don't, I don't, I have not experienced it. I don't know if any of you, you guys can, can correct me if I'm wrong, but have you guys ever experienced prayer circles in our Gambian community? I haven't. No. And uh, yeah, I've never, I've never experienced it, but I do know what they are. What I do have with my, uh, my, my circle of friends is that usually during Ramadan, we have uh, a group where we send motivational, you know, um, sayings, we send like du'as that you can say, like, for example, during um, Laylatul Hadri, what what can you say? What kind of du'as can you say for that night? So we send stuff like that. And to just kind of help elevate each other. But interestingly enough, it's only during Ramadan that we do that. Right. So after Ramadan, everybody goes back on their grind, like the, the group stays silent, you know, silent for another year, because I, I, I just got some text messages from them a couple weeks. Uh, sorry, a couple of days ago as Ramadan is starting to, to gear up. So everybody's writing on the text, you know, saying, oh, hello, you know, welcome back. And, you know, let's have another good Ramadan. And so we give a lot of inspirational stuff on there. But we only do it during the Ramadan. You know what I mean? So it's interesting to me, you know, uh, to see that you guys have experienced that in that sense. But most of it, what you guys are saying, it's not in our our Islamic setting that we do it in. Because my 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 um my Muslim friends that I have, I have both Gambian Muslim friends and I have non-Gambian Muslim friends, like like people from like Pakistan and like uh, uh, Saudi and other places too. But I still haven't experienced a prayer group with them. So I don't know if it's something that's not very common culturally or religiously. I'm not sure. But so it, it's it's really an interesting phenomenon to see. And, and I know a lot of Gambian um uh, listeners, our Gambian listeners can relate to this, you know, where we don't see it as much, but I think it's definitely something that's, it sounds amazing, you know, just to have people pray over you, help you um, through whatever, uh, I think it's amazing. But I think that there is, uh, there, there are some reasons why we probably don't do it because one of the reasons we think, secretive society or community where we and so the mere fact that you have to express to other people what or what what are some of your you know struggles 
most people are not willing to share those deep, deep, you know, dark secrets or struggles, you know, fear that people will, you know, use it against you because they now know your weakness, your struggles. And I think one of the reasons why people, if you don't share, many people might not be through something, therefore they might not see the need to pray for your struggles if they don't know you have you understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to pass it on to Anna, and you can kind of tell us what you think experience about that. So, um, Dr. Nafi, thank you so much. You were breaking up a little bit. I don't know if yeah. you could move, um, move your, your position to where your internet connection can get a little bit better. I mean, we could hear you, but there's it's breaking up and there's like, it's going a little bit slower. It's coming in in bits and pieces. And I feel like what you're saying is right on um, as far as not prayer circles and girlfriend prayer circles and practicing gratitude, not being part of our cultural practices. It's not something I grew up seeing for sure in Gambia. Um, my mom has several sisters and I never grew up and my mom is from Tanzania. So on the Tanzanian side as well, I didn't grow up seeing my mom and her sisters come together in prayer mm-hmm. to, to, to be there for each other, to support each other in prayer. Now, financially, mm-hmm. yes. If someone's going through something, you call, Hey, mm-hmm. Lucy, you know, um, that means big sister, Lucy, my da 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 is, going on. I need this. And then she'll send money, you know? So I saw that. And then, um, my mom was also kind of the one that brought people together. So for Thanksgiving, all her siblings will come with their children, summer vacations. So there's a sisterhood there, but I didn't mm-hmm. really see the prayer part where you sit mm-hmm. together as sisters, you share the hardships that you're going through and you pray into each other's lives. And right. to be honest, for my best friend and I, we picked up this practice here in the U.S., just being exposed, Mm -hmm. especially Christians. And I have Mm -hmm. to give this to the Christian faith, especially Christians, whether Mm -hmm. it's the Nigerians or the Ghanaians, like they have prayer circles where, okay, at first it might be a little bit jarring to see a bunch of women just screaming because I've Mm -hmm. seen that when they're like, Lord Jesus, you will take away our pain. You know, (laughs) at first people are like, whoa. Like, this is intense. What is happening? <laughs> right. I'm just being honest. But at the same time, you walk away feeling like, man, you got some prayer warriors behind you. And you can right. bring whatever your problems are. And together, and we all know that when we're all vibrating from the same frequency and we're sending the same message out into the universe, it's stronger when it's 10 of us as opposed to when it's just one. So you mm-hmm. get the concept behind it. And um, my best friend got to live in Nigeria where she really got to see prayer circles in the churches, at work, you know, in the social settings. Mm-hmm. So when she came back, she was like, Moi, listen, we have to try this. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to get together and pray for each other. We know what we want. So what we would do is we would write short-term goals or short-term prayers and then long-term goals, right? And then we would focus on the short-term goals. Like in the next three months, these are the things we want to see manifested and we're going to pray about it. So literally every day, it's a manifestation. We will repeat Mm -hmm. those same things. And when we go back into our gratitude journals, because I keep one and I always often go back, we will check off what we wanted, what we prayed for, what we manifested and say, received with thanks. And then we'll put more, please. Um, Because, you know, just being human, it's never enough. When God asks you what you, when God gives you what you prayed for, you always ask for more. And then also the practice of realizing that where we are today was once something we prayed for. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people forget that. Like, so now you're you're working in your six-figure job or your business has taken off or you finally bought your house or built your house. Um, You finally have that husband and that child you've been praying for. You finally got Mm -hmm. to travel to the places you wanted to travel to. We don't realize that once upon a time, these were things that were on our prayer list. These were Mm -hmm. things that were on our manifestation list. And now we've got it. We're living in it. So that's why it's always important to go back and see. And you're like, mashallah, I did pray. Mm -hmm. 
to, to come back to the U.S. And here I am. I did pray to live in this exact neighborhood that I'm living in. I did pray for, you know, so on and so forth. So I think, mm -hmm. you know, when we picked up that, that habit, it really opened our world to also see that we can pray and ask for more. Because what we realize mm -hmm. is, ah, so when we ask God for little things like, give me six-figure paying job, here comes six-figure six paying job. Well, uh-uh. So why aren't we asking for eight-figure paying job or eight-figure business? We got to right. ask for more. Because but that shift you need to make in your mindset of limiting yourself. Because sometimes we limit ourselves because the mind is so limited. You can only see so far. Um, mm -hmm. So, our Mary, I'm going to pass it on to you to share perhaps your experiences in the Gambian community of prayer circles and gratitude journals or gratitude practices that you saw that inspired you or that you didn't see? And why do you think that is? Um, so no, I wouldn't, I will no, that I didn't, I did not experience it, not in the Gambia, but then again, you know, I left very early. Um, even though that I've gone back now, I think, you know, while, while you're talking, I kept thinking, I'm like, I wonder if this, um, which I actually call like some sort of a cult or whatever, you know, the, the Talube <laughs> Nyasen, the Talube, um, ba, um, what's the other one? Tijan and Bamba. The, um, yeah, yeah, Murit, yeah, yeah. Murit. Murit. Yeah. You know, and I wonder like, is, are those considered like prayer circles maybe? Cause I, you know, I was just thinking that, um, you know, if, if that's considered that way, because I remember like my dad, you know, um, like I mentioned to you guys before we, we got on, like, you know, he's part of the Nyasan and they would come to the house and pray over like all the time. And we would go to Medina um, in, in Senegal to get prayers all the time. So I was thinking, is that a prayer circle? Like, would that be his circle that come in and pray whenever he has something going on? They'll come and pray. So I wonder if that's considered that. But I think it's very different, to be honest, like what I've experienced um, in the past, you know, four or five years to um i have never experienced it outside and i don't i have next i have not experienced it with um my muslim sisters or community no i haven't done that but i think in the gambit again it, it goes back i think nafi you were mentioning that it's culture because you feel like okay i'm gonna come and pray with let's say five five of my girlfriends or three of my girlfriends mm -hmm. and they're gonna hear my secrets no i don't mm -hmm. think so and they're gonna laugh at me they're gonna judge me like maybe mm -hmm. my husband's cheating and if I tell mm -hmm. you know them they're going to be like hmm, look at that or maybe I'm mm -hmm. going through financial difficulties and they're going to be like mm -hmm. ah, um, mm -hmm. you know so I think like maybe, Did you just say yeah <laughs> you know like isn't that what they said so <laughs> right and so and I'm just thinking is that what it is because as you guys as, as you guys are talking I'm just like you know really thinking why um, but I think also, too, deep down, it's, you know, we have a very conservative um, culture. Mm -hmm. We are very, um, you know, that sutura, hush, hush, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, let's not talk about our things, whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. You just chill. You just deal with it. You just you do your own thing. I don't even think they tell you pray on it. They tell you yala bahna, right? And mm -hmm. then you just, you just like, okay, well, yalaba and I got to figure it out. Right. So, you know, coming in and having those, you know, people, um, pray over, like, let's say, you know, Hey, I'm just going through like difficulties at work. And at that time it was like, you know, my job's giving me a headache. Like, can you just help me pray? And, you know, experiencing that and was like, wow. Okay. Like, I don't have to feel like I need to explain anything else. Like, you know, sending mm -hmm. um, the good vibes coming my way. You feel like you can do it all. And like, you know, like Anna said, you manifest everything. And really looking at every day of your life and having that gratitude of just waking up, breathing, um, you know, stretching my legs. I could do that. I can, you know, walk out this door. I can hear my kids. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I can hear my mother like... Um, I can get in a warm car. I have clean water. Like, you know, the little things mm -hmm. that we don't even think about. Or like, mm -hmm. you know, Anna said, like having a six-figure income that we've prayed for so long. And, you know, finally, when you had it at that time, did we even think about that? Like, 
um, mm-hmm. really being mm-hmm. intentional about those things at that time, um, being in that right. prayer circle really opened up my my mind around that and practicing gratitude really um, was in and out for me, even though I started within the prayer circle like five years ago, but it was in and out. It wasn't um, something that was all the time until 2019. That's when it really started for me. Like, okay, you know what? You really need to practice, make it a practice of that. So whether you write it on a piece of paper or on your notes or whatever, but really um, what are you thankful for? And one thing that I learned, and I think I shared it with you guys, I I don't know if it's the last time conversation or whatever, it's like every time you do your withdrawals and you say, Alhamdulillah, are you really focusing on what you're really saying Alhamdulillah for, Mm. right? Because sometimes I feel like we all withdraw and, um, you know, we're saying all these things, but we're not even focused. The philosopher, like we just, Mm -hmm. next thing you know, okay, 33 next, like, you know, we just Mm -hmm. go so fast but not being intentional about it. So now every bead that I take to say that, what am I thankful for? What am I saying astaghfirullah for? What did I sin? What am I asking for forgiveness? And so like being that intentional about these things um, mm-hmm. has really opened my head. So it's like, I'm not only saying alhamdulillah, like, you know, 33 rush through it. It might take me 30 minutes because I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful for that. And it's like counting your blessings at that time when you're sitting down. So imagine five times a day, you're sitting down really and counting your blessings all the time. Um, so, and I, and I think I heard this um, on, in one of the uh, Friday hoodbas on a podcast. I don't remember which one exactly, but that really resonated with me. Cause I was like, yeah, guilty as charged because I would just go through it so fast. And so these mm-hmm. are some of the practices that I would say that I'm doing. And I'm hoping that, you know, our listeners, can can start something on their own maybe it's just like you know Anna has between her and her best friend maybe you start like that or maybe you start with a three you know of your girlfriends or maybe you just start with your husband like you know Mm -hmm. of just focusing on something that you say um you know even though you do it with your husband I I mean I do but you're not like really looking at it as a prayer prayer circle I think it's more powerful when you have women like you strong powerful women there's no you know uh bad negative vibes coming your way and they're pouring onto you i think it's just something that's you know just amazing oh mary oh i wanted to sorry dr nafi let me jump in real quick before i forget this thought when you talked about the weirdness i was like oh my god i'm so glad you brought that up so (laughs) i also used to be the kind of person so i grew up with a dad who weirded every day like everybody <laughs> walk around with the kurus like probably mm-hmm. so many other dads just withering so i picked up that habit of withering very young i'll be on my way to work and i'll be withering so um it was not until when i moved to gambia in 2017 that i changed the way i weirder so instead of withering just alhamdulillah i'll say alhamdulillah for my husband Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah for Halima and her health. Alhamdulillah for Omar and his health. Alhamdulillah, my surgery went well. Alhamdulillah for our home. So I wasn't just mm-hmm. saying Alhamdulillah. I was giving the the thing that I was grateful for. And here's another mm-hmm. thing. So instead of saying just Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Subhanallah, La La Ilallah, sometimes <laughs> what I would also do is while I'm withering, and I would manifest as I withered. So I say. Alhamdulillah, thank you, God, for the six-bedroom mansion you just sent my way. Mm-hmm. It's not here yet, but I know it's coming. So I'm praising him in advance, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, and then you you say whatever it is for helping me lose these 30 pounds that I didn't gain during this quarantine season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Alhamdulillah for giving me the energy to get up every day and go to the track and walk around for 10 mm-hmm. laps. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah mm-hmm. for the new... Porsche Cayenne that you just set my way. Okay. Girl. Yet. All right, but, baby. But I know it's coming, right? <laughs> speaking so, it. right? So it's mixing your manifestations with your prayer and making it a habit and doing it as one. Because my daughter also is very much into manifesting and withering. Like she's always asking for different color kurus because she, she likes the whole 
kurus manifesting. So we mm-hmm. sit together and we give each other tips. Like, so what do you do? And you feel like it's working really hard. I remember one of the things she was manifesting it was that she's finally gonna get an A in French. By the way, my husband speaks French fluently, but mm-hmm. my daughter does not. Like she will always get a C or a B in French. So she actually, and we talked about how manifestation and action and prayer go together. So you right. can sit on the and pray all day and wait all day. If you don't put action behind it, it will not happen. Mm-hmm. So she started going mm-hmm. to her dad and asking for help. She started making sure that she put on her calendar, like days that she would sit with her dad and she would learn new words in French before even the teacher gave them a new list of words to learn. And today mm-hmm. she has an A in French. So it's the manifestation, the prayer, and the action that brought her the A. Absolutely. So, and I always mm-hmm. say it's important for, for people to know that. So for all my Muslim sisters and, and that are out there that love to weirda, when you weirda, remember the things you want and throw it in there. Right. And, and watch how fast things come to you. Sorry, Absolutely. Dr. Nabi, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no. What 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 you said made a lot of sense. I was just listening to our Mary also talk about, you know, when we do our wirdas or even when we're praying, right? And how you sometimes find yourself drifting mm-hmm. off. You're safe. You're reciting the Quran clearly, but your mind is not connected to mm-hmm. it, right? You're thinking about, oh gosh, wow, I gotta like prepare my meal for tomorrow, and do I have a meeting? Like you, we're gone. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure I'm not the only one who does that. And I do admit I, it happens to me. So mm-hmm. I have to make a comf- like a conscious effort mm-hmm. to actually be present. You know, if I feel myself or catch myself doing that, I come back and I like I, 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 I pick a spot in front of me, like on the floor and I look at it and I concentrate so that my mind and thought is not, you know, going away or I'm not losing it. Um, so that is, it's a struggle. And I think that sometimes I, I, you know, you, you and I talked about this before. I just mentioned this to you guys a little while ago. It might be, well, at least for me, I think part of it is that I am reciting in a real, in a language that I do not understand. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that is a part of it. If I'm speaking in Mandinka, I am or in Wolof or in English, I am very engaged because I know what I'm saying. I know the language, but reciting, you know, in, in the Quran, you know, in Arabic, most of the um, most of the surahs that we have memorized since we were children, we memorized it, but we have no idea what mm-hmm. we're saying. We're smiling, screaming on the top of mm-hmm. our lungs, but we, we don't put any emotions to it because we don't know what we're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and so. I think sometimes that's what it is. When I got a little bit older, I have to say that, you know, um, I knew more about the dean when I moved to America, as weird as that sounds. You know, sometimes they tell us when we're, when we're in Gambia, they say, you know, oh, you know, you know, they badmouth America or the West. But I have to say it was America that helped me um, you know, like clarify my mm-hmm. dean and help me sharpen my skills in my dean. Because when I got here, it was here that I found out that it was okay for women to go to Friday mm-hmm. Juma. We never did that in Gambia. Women were not, it's an unspoken rule. You just don't go to Juma. It was the men's thing mm-hmm. to do. And when I moved here, I, a few of my, my Pakistani friends were going to Juma on Fridays and they took me with them and I started going and I liked it. And I'm like, wait, are we even allowed to go? So, so things like that, I I learned that here. So I've also started going back and learning um, the surahs, but in English so that I can connect to what I'm saying. When I say, I want to know what I'm saying, you know, but in like in English, or in, in, in my own language, I want to know that that means uh-huh. this. So I could connect to it as, far, as opposed to just, just screaming on the top of my lungs and just keep going. Sometimes that's what we're doing. When we're wildering, that's what we're doing. We're just reciting things, but we're not connecting to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, and so, uh, and this is a struggle. It, it's common. It's a common denominator in all of us that grew up in Gambia. 
you know, and in, I'm sure in other, you know, West, uh, Af- 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 in other African countries where, you know, Arabic is not your first language, right? And so, but we are memorizing all of our daily prayers in a language that we have no idea what it's saying, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and so for me, that's what I have, uh, I've started doing was, was going back and learning all these surahs that I knew and memorized as a kid, going back and learning what it is in English. What is it that I was screaming all these years? What does it mean? And some of them, I was surprised to know what the meaning is because I never connected to it because I didn't know. Right. And, um, I would say as far as the gratitude part of things, I see a lot of death, a lot of sickness in my line of work. And so what I've started doing starting like I think a year or two years ago is that every time I get up in the morning and my foot, my foot touches the ground, I say, Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, sometimes, you know, we have so much going on. We're rushing as soon as we get up, we grab our phones and, and the day starts. We're going, we're going, we're going. But we forgot mm-hmm. to be grateful, mm-hmm. to just be alive. Mm-hmm. Right. That has taught me a lot, seeing all this death, seeing all this stuff, you know, going on. So then I started, you know, telling my husband and challenging him that, you know, what are you grateful for? And if you're grateful for something, you should do it. And I said to him, so now that's our thing. When we get up in the morning, like I like before I even say Alhamdulillah, he yells it before I do. It's like a competition now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just so we're you know, and I said, what are you saying Alhamdulillah for? And she, he says, well, just to open my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Because somebody did not open their eyeballs this morning. Right? right? Like somebody has died. Mm-hmm. And not have the same opportunity that I have today to get up and walk on my two feet to go to the bathroom and pee. Just that. Right? Mm-hmm. And so those are little things that I'm starting to be grateful for. And I, I, I keep reminding myself the little, little basic things of just waking up and planting my feet on the ground. Alhamdulillah that I woke up this morning, you know, and I'm driving to work and I am reflecting. Alhamdulillah, God, for like giving me the opportunity to drive in a car and not be standing at a bus station. You know what I mean? Like those are basic things we don't think about, Mm -hmm. right? Because we think, oh, everybody in America has a car. Believe me, not everybody does. And sometimes we forget to be grateful for the very small things. So I asked my husband usually, I said, this is what we have to do now. I said, we have to, every day when I come home, I'm going to start asking you to tell me one thing that you're grateful for. And I I, 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 I implemented that because I noticed that he has, he, Every time that I would come home from work, he would greet me with complaints. Guess what happened today? Oh, my God. Like this and this and this didn't go well. This and this and this didn't go well. So I felt like when I came home, I was bombarded by negative energy of what didn't go well. So I had a rule for him. I said, okay, from now on, if you're going to tell me two things that went wrong, you have to tell me one thing that went right. To, to, to balance it. Mm-hmm. And so now that's what we do, you know, and he is now becoming more, you know, in tune with, okay, I'm complaining, but God damn, I have a lot of good things to be grateful for too. Why am I not paying attention to that? Because right. we always tend to pay attention to what didn't go right mm-hmm. in our lives. Right. And so we forget and miss the opportunity to be grateful. So just the basic things. I mean, I'm not even trying to be grateful for getting a car. I'm just grateful that I'm I'm up and breathing. Right. How about start with the basic stuff, you know? Right. And so those are some of the things that we do. And I think that it helps, it helps put life into perspective. You know, when you're grateful for the little things, when, when, when we go out to eat at the restaurant or we're eating, you know, we go out for a picnic and we're sitting there and we always nowadays tend to come back to, wow, like, we are so fortunate to be able to do this because there's a lot of people who have two, three jobs. They don't have time to stop and, and picnic mm-hmm. on a Saturday afternoon, right. you know? So we always reflect on why and how we are so grateful. And I think that sets the tone for the type of lifestyle that you live. And my mom has always made sure she makes us feel and makes us remember, make us remember you know, don't forget to be grateful 
because there's nothing worse than ungrateful people. Mm. Can I get an ah, man? I that's my biggest thing. My biggest pet peeve is ungrateful people. Mm-hmm. And and so you got to be grateful for the things. And and in our culture we don't do it enough where we're grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't see people being saying I'm so grateful for this, I'm so grateful for that. And we have to start making that, you know, normalizing that, being grateful for little, just little. I know life is hard, life is difficult sometimes, but with every hardship that you you can find a silver lining in something that went right. right. And so we focus on the positive things that are happening. It helps us process and maybe get through the not so positive things. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Anna? So um, I completely agree with you as far as gratitude and being grateful, just opening your eyes in the morning. First thing you say is Alhamdulillah or whatever you believe in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I think sets the tone for how the rest of your day is going to go because you're already in the right headspace. Um, what mm-hmm. I wanted to share is um, some, another thing that my girlfriend and I do, right? So it's called practicing positive self-talk. Because we mm. tend to be the hardest on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are our own worst critics. So what <laughs> you find is over time, you actually get to form a negative opinion of yourself that, that can be kind of hard to shape. So it's important to be mindful of the voice inside your head and realize that you control that and send positive messages. So we will always do... Um, practicing positive self-talk. So Mm -hmm. everyone has that voice in their head, of course. And we decided we're going to default it to the things we like the most, right? So Mm -hmm. instead of it running amok all the time in your head, and sometimes you just don't have, you're you're in a space where you don't have the energy to sit still and quiet it. And it it just is persistent. It wants to narrate to you everything that you're seeing. Look at the sky. Mm -hmm. I see the sky. I don't need you to tell me to look at the sky, look at the road. (laughs) You know, that voice just is insistent. It just keeps going on. So we decided we're going to have a default for it. So what's going to be our default? So first one is Alhamdulillah. So when Mm -hmm. it wants to just keeps going on and on and doesn't want to shut up and you don't have the time to really engage and quiet it down, just let it keep saying Alhamdulillah. So as you're working, it's just saying Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Then also pick something else that you want to see in your life or you you've been praying for and default it to that. Right. So instead of saying just, just Alhamdulillah, you can just say also Alhamdulillah for making me a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. So now your voice is just saying that over and over again, Alhamdulillah for making me a multimillionaire. Alhamdulillah. So I think it's important for people to really practice positive self-talk because it helps you frame the, 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 the thought process that you're in control of. So instead of saying, oh my God, I messed up. Like, damn, I could have done better. Like your voice is already saying, alhamdulillah, focus on what you're doing and just keep pushing through. And what we Mm -hmm. realize is that when we, my best friend and I, the self-positive talk that we practice in our heads, like, and we also do it with little things, right? So of course the big things are like, thank you for making a multimillionaire. Well, we're not multimillionaires yet, but we know it's coming. But for example, for example, if we say, thank you, um, Alhamdulillah for that uh, Saturday super, like we will actually mm-hmm. put the action behind, Bobo, they're not shopping this Saturday, they know super. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, after we eat the super, we actually realized we did mean the Alhamdulillah for the Saturday super because here we are eating it, right? So it can be mm-hmm. something small, something reachable, tangible. Again, just because our minds are so limited, we can only see as far as we can see. So make it things that you know you can see happen and default Mm -hmm. to that. Also, Mm -hmm. just waking up every day and saying to yourself, I am healthy. I am wealthy. You know, Mm -hmm. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am kind. I am giving. I am grateful. And just keep repeating those things to yourself in your mind every time you walk by the mirror just be like oh she is fine even if you're not (laughs) feeling that fine like you know what i'm saying and 
just keep repeating all those positive self-talk to yourself, at some point, it's going to be effortless. You don't even have to put thought process to it. That's just going to become the default for your voice in your head. And what a beautiful thing to walk around all day saying to yourself, I am beautiful. I am kind. I am loving. I am living a prosperous life. I'm living a life of abundance and luxury. And Bilahi, one day you will sit and you will find that all those things that your mind is saying, you're actually living Mm -hmm. it. You're in the middle of it. Just like you were in the middle of Mm -hmm. eating the super Saturday, you will find yourself Mm -hmm. in the middle of living that life of abundance. You will find yourself Mm -hmm. living that life of prosperity because it's our birthright. Mm -hmm. We weren't born to be poor. We weren't born to struggle and to have challenges upon challenges. That's not the purpose for us being here, you know? So, yeah. So I think, you know, practicing positive self-talk is just something I really wanted to throw out there as something we do and it works for us. It helps us keep our headspace positive. And I would love to share that with our audience and y'all can try it with your best friends, with your group of girls and see what do y'all want to say to yourselves every day that you think is going to help, help you with your mental health. So uh, Mary, I'll pass it on to you to let us know uh, what other practices you might want to share. Yeah. I have a quick question for you guys, though, both of you guys. So for, for our listeners who are wondering, so how what, what, what can they do for a prayer circle? Is it like, are you getting together and reading the Quran? Are you getting together and just praying in the local language? Like what, what, is, like what is it? Yeah, so I can, I can share a little bit. So I would say that, you know, yes, you do get together. So it could be like you want to recite out of the Quran, maybe certain scriptures. So let's say... Um, you know, you're having uh, like uh, issues or challenges around your marriage. And so there might be certain things around scripture that will help you, you know, try to empower or release certain duas that you can, you can um, share around that and will pray over you for that. So it doesn't only have to be like things you recite on the Quran per se. It would just be like, you know, we come together, you know, um, so the almighty, we come together you know, as powerful women as Asnafi, Anna, and our Mary, pray over our sister Fatu, da 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 da. And so you go into details of like why, um, and comfort her. And it's all about like you know sharing, not like Anna just mentioned earlier, just even affirmations, like things that she can say. So it's more of a an empowerment prayer. Uh, mindfulness gratitude tool but women that get together and pray um, that's pretty much it you share um, things Mm -hmm. that you've uh, maybe come across that were good like certain you know Mm -hmm. prayer um, like you said within your own group um, on whatsapp that's one way but really sitting and and you know when you see it on on a text you may read it and go right through it but if you've dedicated 30 minutes of that time in the morning or in the evening or whatever time that you're going to dedicate that time to have your friends and really let's pray and to realize that you're not the only one that's going through challenges. Oh my God. Like, Oh my God. Oh, Lisa's just like me. Or oh, Hadi is just like me. Oh, we're going through all these things together. Now you feel that bond and like how much more powerful the prayer could be instead of one person praying like you yourself, you don't know what anybody else within that circle is going to pour over. So I would say that's kind of like that. Um, but it's it's what you want to make out of at the end of the day. It's really what you want to make out of. You know, we've had way we share daily affirmations, I kind of mentioned. Um, I'm big on that as well. I do my daily affirmations myself, my girls, my, you know, my children and so on, just to make sure that things, especially things that are going through, if you're going through challenges at that time, those are the times to, to put those affirmations in, um, you know, um, and we really uh, say that when life is hard, um, you know, to be, that's the time to really even be more, um, in prayer and in gratitude, because um, when when things that are, people think that sometimes you just got to pray because things are going great. But, you know, when it's hard, you just mm-hmm. need to be like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. But that's maybe what he the most high is preventing you from like certain things that could have been 
um, things that you don't want in your life and so on. So I think, you know, other forms um, to go back to Anna's question, like um, other forms of things that I do in terms of, you know, whether it's with my girlfriends or just be, you know, me by myself um, in practice would be definitely affirmations like you do as well. You know, affirmations with sticky notes or notes or notebooks, wherever you feel like you're going to um, need it. And like I said, you can change as much as possible as you can. It's usually uh, best to kind of have at least three, go through it for 28 days get another three, go through it another 28 days um, because at least it kind of sticks with you for that long period. Um, you do have uh, more of a belief in it, seeing it constantly over and over. Um, so we do that. Um, another thing that, that I do specifically for myself, aside from, you know, listening to different podcasts, um, especially like, you know, different hood buzz on Fridays, but really is um, reading um, scripture. Um, but maybe depending on what's going on in my life. So let's say, you know, I'm really grateful for health. So I may just, you know, read about health within the scripture, like what are they talking about? Or women, um, or, um, you know, um, whatever it is that's coming. Like right now I'm reading, you know, um, chapter three, um, which is, you know, um, Al Imran, which is the family of Imran. And, you know, around uh, surrounding all of the things that, you know, going around, uh, you know, Abraham and, and Jesus and, and Mary and how pure. And I mean, it's just one of those surahs that just really, um, I don't know, it, it's actually one of my favorites. Um, and that it, or um, Surah to chapter 87, which I love, which is uh, would say to recite, it's my favorite, uh, ultimate favorite Surah to recite. And so, you know, you tend to find like things that you can say per se um, work at that time um, in that uh, uh, things that you're going through um, within that time of your life to find what that um, manifestation would do for you. So you know, like you mentioned, Anna, waking up and saying you Alhamdulillah would be just, you know, thank you, God, actually mm -hmm. just going into I say Alhamdulillah. And then I'm really like, thank you for opening my eyes. Thank you for, you know, mm -hmm. like, just being more mindful of the things. And then, and sometimes, um, even within my gratitude journaling, I put there two things that did not come through. So maybe I might have wanted these things, but it didn't come. I'm actually grateful for that because maybe those things were really not good for me. And so God mm -hmm. just was a good way of saying like, you know, these things were just not the right time. Maybe it's not right now. So it may come later. And so kind of group it into that. Okay. These are going to come later for me and that's fine. Or maybe it was just not meant to be. And I'm okay with that. Um, and living that type of um, kind of lifestyle. But, you know, I'm with you, Nafi, to say that my, faith really my faith started the journey of my faith really started with me being in the United States um, and so when people say things about the West I don't I don't even listen to be honest because I know my growth myself finding my purpose finding um, my true self and mm -hmm. um, my my God and my you know my mm -hmm. closeness to Allah and everything it was through um, the United States and to give credit, it was because of my Christian sisters. I got to give mm -hmm. them credit because what I see, and it was like, like I mentioned, like, you know, a few years ago, and I look at them and I'm like, how do they love God so much? Like, how do they love God? And when I tell you they love, they love, and I'm like, I want to feel that love. Because for us, we grew up fearing God. We were like mm -hmm. so fearful, like God is going to do this. And so I grew up, you know, fearing God, but I'm like, I don't want to fear him. I want to love him. I want to love God so much. I want to feel what they feel. And I started doing that journey for me was that, let me start listening in. How are they doing it? How are they quoting scriptures just like that? Why can't I do the same thing? And it just meant me dedicating time to my faith and listening mm -hmm. and reading mm -hmm. and finding things that are more in tune with my soul. So very spiritual things that would, would awaken my faith into, into, into God. And I think that happened because of them, 
you know, that they're my Christian mm-hmm. sisters and we all, you know, from one book and one Abraham, but it's, it's because of them, because I saw that in, and I used to feel that envy, like, wow, I want to do that. I want to feel that. And, but I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I prayed on it because I wanted to feel that God showed me the way. And that was the way that God showed me that I had to go through that way. Right. It didn't mm-hmm. go, it didn't happen any other way. So I don't judge anybody else and their religion. I do know in my heart, we all believe in the same, you know, the oneness of one God mm-hmm. and we believe in one God and so on. So I just loved the way that they did theirs and it resonated with me. And I took that and say, okay, how can I make it into my own and do the same thing where I'm considering very spiritual and religious at the same time, but it's to me and what I understand and it could sit well. And it could be, you know, certain things I would listen to. And it might not even be anything to do with the Quran. It might be something so different from, you know, the, the Torah or, or the gospel or the Bible. And it will hit me so hard. I know it's the voice of God and I know it's God. Right. And so that's, for me, um, the another level to just say that, you know, pray on it now believe in it what do you want and see how god is just going to guide you through the light because i'm telling you i'm a living testament because i believe in it and whatever you pray it's going to come anna honey the billions are coming baby they are (laughs) they are coming right they are coming because especially with the just add me to that billion dollar babes by the way so i can be (laughs) part of that group because the billions gotta come my way too honey like just just add me to that it's coming your way for sure it's coming your way for sure you know um for for my prayer circles uh dr nafi it's less scripture and more everyday life stuff so for example um if you got that, you know, big six figure paying job you were you were praying for, and now you're feeling the imposter syndrome, you're like, oh my God, do I belong here? Do I even know what I'm doing? Like, I don't understand any of it. You're like, I'm being onboarded right now and I'm so confused. Like, it all seems a lot. It's so many grants. So you come to tell me because, you know, it's the two of us in the prayer circle. And then we would choose what our mantra is going to be. And we would say, you are enough you are capable and you belong. And every single day we will remind each other of that until we actually start believing it. And you're like, oh my God, actually it's week two. It's starting to make sense. The dots are starting to connect. I actually get it. Oh, I got this, right? Or it might be week four or week five. Then also there's the, oh my God, I had a dream. And in my dream, like I was fighting with someone. They were trying to take my husband and my baby. And so you're like, okay, so what are we going to pray about? Your baby is yours. God blessed you with this baby. This husband is yours. God brought him into your life. Nothing and no evil that is formed against you will prosper. And those are going to be the mantras that we're going to speak into our lives for that whole week because of this bad dream that you had, right? Or for example, um, you had an argument with your husband. This happens all the time. And he's just not happy with you, whatever the reason was. So we're like, okay, we're going to tune in. This week, we're going to do husband first, children second, friend second, job third. Like we are going to prioritize husband. We're going to tune into what are his needs? What is he, what, what does he want from me? Is it more hugs? Is it more affection? Is it more time? So the two of us can powwow. So let's plan a date night, even if it's going to be at home, but for like, so it's less looking into to, to the Bible or the Quran and picking out scriptures and more going by what's happening in our lives. Cause If you pay attention to your life, your life is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. You just have to Mm -hmm. tune in and pay attention. And sometimes you'll see that, you know, you don't need to look far to figure out what's wrong or how do I fix it? Just pay attention and you will see that Mm -hmm. it's right there. So um, sometimes it's dreams or good dreams. Like, oh my God, Moa, I had, I had a dream, um, we were at my wedding and we would be like, you are getting married. Your husband is coming. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. Like, and that <laughs> week, that's all that we're going to be talking about. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I had a dream. I was pregnant. Oh, is a baby coming? And then we like, so, you know, it's either dreams or real life situations that are happening. Like, you know, that we pick from, mm-hmm. we share, and then we say, these are the things we need to focus on. And we do do it weekly. I like your style, our Mary, of 
picking three affirmations and sticking to it for entire 28 days Mm -hmm. and then go on to the next three. I like that. I think we're going to, we're going to see if we can incorporate that into one of our practices. But so for you, Dr. Nafi, since you asked, that's more our prayer circle, um, Fatukine and I, as well as Joanna and I, um, and funny enough, both of them are very religious. Fatikini is very religious in the Muslim sense. And then Joanna, oh my gosh, she is your church girl. Like she can read you every, every scripture in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm their spiritual friend that just like connects <laughs> with both, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes sense, for sure. Let's wrap it up. This was a very insightful episode. I did learn a lot from you guys. And I guess for um, for our uh, listeners, you know, like it would be something great to to try, you know, make sure you find somebody trustworthy. This is the common right. denomination in this sense. I will marry and those ladies and Anna and, and her friends. There's a sense of, of, of trust, you know, trustworthiness. Right. Mm-hmm. You can you can trust this person with your information, with your insecurities right so you don't want to be doing this kind of you know uh, circle with just any Tom Dick and Harry who tomorrow when you all fall out is standing with a megaphone and and just bleeping everything that you have shared Mm -hmm. in that prayer so be you know in that sense make sure you're very thoughtful of who you are bringing close to you and who is that person that you want to incorporate in your prayer circle but it definitely seems like it's great energy you know like you can't go wrong with that you know with good vibes and great energy right. you know positive words being spoken in your life that's 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 a win-win mm-hmm. so it definitely is something that is worth trying with you know your close circle people you trust that people you can be vulnerable with you know and then have them help you you know heal pretty much or, 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 or ask for duas and, 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 you know, just, just send you good vibes. Like I said, so I definitely enjoyed this episode. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's Anna <laughs> before I go in. Well, okay. Well, I guess um, I wanted to say, oh, Mary, before we started recording, you had shared that you and your friends, um, if you're out hanging out and it's time to pray, you'll remind each other and, you go pray, then after prayer, you go back to cooking your ebe or wahaning mm-hmm. or whatever you were doing. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage um, encourage our Gambian sisters that it's good you remind mm-hmm. each other to pray when it's time for five daily prayers. But mm-hmm. let's try and push it a little bit further than that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. what you find also the five daily prayers, it's just, it's ritual. You go, mm-hmm. you do up, down, assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, you're back to your ways. Mm-hmm. Find some trusted people that you can sit with mm-hmm. and really share your life and allow yourself to be vulnerable. And sometimes you do mm-hmm. cry. Sometimes like our Mary said, when she wept, I've wept several times in my prayer circles because we're talking about real life things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to say that gratitude is the most effective way to really deepen your consciousness to the fact that mm-hmm. you are the object of God's affection and love. You are how God is showing that he is God. Mm -hmm. So giving thanks awakens your senses to God so that you can Mm -hmm. hear God, so that you can see God in your life every day. And so that you can know that God is good. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to end with that. I pass it to you. All the time. God is good. Um, So Mm -hmm. I want to finish with um, one of my favorite gratitude prayers. Um, So I'll just share that. Um, Gracious God, the Almighty, in the busyness of my day, I sometimes forget to stop and thank you for all that is good in my life. My blessings are many, and my heart is filled with gratefulness for the gift of living, for the ability to love and be loved, for the opportunity to see see the everyday wonders of creation, for sleep, for water, for a mind that thinks and a body that feels. I thank you, too, for those things in my life that are less than I would hope them to be. Things that seem challenging, unfair, or difficult. When my heart feels stretched and empty and pools of tears form in my weary eyes, still I rejoice that you are as near to me as my next breath 
and that in the midst of turbulence, I am growing and I am learning. In, my, in the silence of my soul, I thank you most of all for your unconditional and eternal love. I mean. Amen. Boom, ladies. That was beautiful. Awesome. Oh, thanks for sharing. All right. All right, ladies. And Ramadan Mubarak. Rabbanan Mubarak Rabbanan to everybody. Mubarak.